Welcome to the Building Families Podcast, the official podcast of Surrogate Alternatives, where we talk about building families through surrogacy and egg donation and provide insights, tips, and advice. With over 20 years of experience in building tomorrow's families today, SAI has been the premier surrogacy agency in San Diego County. Broadcasting live from our offices in beautiful Chula Vista, California. Now, here's your host of the Building Families Podcast, Damien Omeda. Hey, everybody. This is Damien, and you're listening to the Building Families Podcast. It is a special edition. Um, Unfortunately, um, with everything that's going on, um, we kind of wanted to do a special podcast about us. Surrogate alternatives and COVID-19. I know it's all over the news, and the last thing you want to hear is any kind of information about COVID-19. However, we are going to talk about surrogate alternatives and what we're doing uh, just to kind of keep you up to date. So if you're a surrogate or you're an intended parent, you kind of just get to hear from our management team here at SAI. Um, So with me today, I have Diana Olmeda, um, who is our CEO. Hi, Diana. And uh, also full transparency here. Uh, she is my <laughs> wife. <laughs> and we're here also with Vivian Wilborn. Hi, guys. Who is our director of operations. Um, no relations to either one of them. No relations. <laughs> yeah. So we kind of, like I said, wanted to get everybody here together. And it's going to be a quick podcast, hopefully. Um, that way, it's kind of just to give you the updates. But um, yeah, there's a lot that's been going on in this world. It's not even just local, it's really this world. And um, it's affected all of us. And um, so my uh, thoughts are with everybody out there who's been affected by it. And um, I know I have some friends of mine who are actually in the ER working in there. So my thoughts are with them on a daily basis. Um, and hopefully uh, this it's turned our world upside down and hopefully we can get through it. But let's kind of get into um, First off, let me ask you, Dinah and Vivian, how are you guys doing? Good. Good. Yeah. Hanging Through in there. This? Yeah, I'm doing great. Um, well, you, I'm glad you mentioned that because I just want to take a moment to um, send out a special thank you to all of the people working at the hospital, working at the grocery store, working at the post office, picking up the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> because honestly, we can't function without those things. Yeah. And the fact that you guys are going out there every day braving this COVID-19 um, craze. I uh, don't know what's going to happen, but you're still out there working on behalf of the rest of us. I just wanted to say thank you so much on behalf of SAI, on behalf of myself. I really appreciate it. And I know that there are thousands and thousands of other people out there that do as well. Yeah. I agree. Absolutely. Beyond that, um, yeah, it's been great. Um, I'm getting <laughs> to spend more time with the dog. <laughs> yeah. And she's really happy about that. So Yeah. Well, um, and how's the staff doing? Staff's hanging in there. Um, obviously, we made some changes uh, this week because of COVID-19, and it's for the betterment of the staff and their health and safety. Uh, SAI has uh, had everybody work from home now, so that's something that uh, we're doing to protect them as well as to protect everybody else and comply with the CDC and, and the other organizations out there that, at their request, and, and we're doing good. We're all hanging in there. Yeah. As of yesterday, um, and I'm just as an aside to that, we, we were, had it all set up yesterday, and we were giving everyone all their instructions, and as they were leaving, it, it really felt like the last day of high school. <laughs> and when did. all of our friends were leaving, yeah. we didn't know when we were going to see them yeah. again, and it was it felt like, oh my gosh. And, and so, yeah, it was kind of crazy. I actually um, sent out 
emails this morning to be like, okay, guys, <laughs> it was, right, yeah. you know, it's, it seems like we all said goodbye yesterday, but here we are again. And, um, and of course, we'll, we'll be talking regularly, but we won't be physically seeing each Correct. other. So right. yeah. that part, I'm so happy that they're, they're safe and mm-hmm. healthy. But I'll miss seeing their faces. Yeah. yeah, it did feel, you know, a little somber yesterday. I know, mm-hmm. you know, right here you could hear us and we're laughing and all that. And, you know, but that's it, as they left, that's when it felt somber. Yeah. When they were here, it's always when the, the staff is here, it's always fun. Yes. And, you know, we always have a good oh, it's time. such a good team. That's yeah. that makes it fun. Yeah, we yeah. have a good team. We have an amazing team. And it always makes it fun, you know, building families. And then as soon as they were leaving, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, man, this is like the last day of school. <laughs> it is. You know? Yeah. So. It was like empty hallways. <laughs> I felt yeah. like I needed to get everyone to sign my yearbook. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I think we can all agree that everybody want to give everyone hugs, but we didn't. We did the whole Yeah, yeah we did the whole arm elbow thing. Yeah. yeah yes, elbow. that was the hard part. It was hard not to reach out and hug people as they were leaving. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, so, we'll, 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 I guess, we'll talk a little bit more about the staff and what we're doing on our side, um, you know, but let's kind of just go back. Um, for a moment. Uh, the reality is, is that, you know, building families and having babies, um, you know, doesn't stop because mm-hmm. of the virus, you know, no. truth is, is that we have surrogates, we have intended parents that we're here to help. Um, so business continues, but, um, let's go back to the first time that we kind of, you know, heard about COVID-19 and mm. our preparation as an agency for this. Yeah. Um, and this is some information that, you know, some of the people out there definitely don't know. I'd say 99% unless you were part of SAI. Um, the way it happened was we heard about COVID and at least I rang the alarm in early yeah. January. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, Damien, you're being modest yeah. because you were the one that <laughs> yeah. alerted all of us. You, yeah. Damien, just so you guys know, because I know he's not going to say this out loud. He won't say it to, about himself. So I'm going to say it for him. <laughs> Damien spends a large portion of, her, of his time combing the internet for information mm-hmm. that might be useful for our organization, yeah. our intended parents, our surrogates, and just anything that we could use to better do a better job of taking care of, of our people. For sure. And so Damien's he's kind of like our dad. Like he's looking out for everybody all the time. And he's the one that originally saw the stories starting to come out of China. Actually you were you said something to us about it in December. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like December. It was starting to, to it was starting to look a little unusual. Right. And so you alerted us to it, and, and we started talking about it a little bit. It didn't really get talked about over here until January. Right, yeah. But by that point, we were well on our way to planning. Yeah, yeah we had the staff yeah. meeting yeah. and everything while we yeah. talked about it. Yeah, we, we rang the alarm, and then um, we, know, we knew you know, that we have clients in China and who are, are a very important part of our community, and we knew that we needed to figure something out because just in case if something did go go on like it just did mm-hmm. we would be prepared for that moment um we and not only that we needed to make sure that our, our surrogates were taken care of as well so mm-hmm. um what we did on our side is you know we all got together as a team we talked about what was happening we just kind of said hey just heads up we're going to keep each other in communication and we're going to find out um you know what we can do in the meantime i think we assigned um a couple people especially mm-hmm. nicole who went out there nicole was instrumental in kind of calling um 
uh, intent or getting the information for the intended parent and where they were located and delivery dates, possible delivery dates for our surrogates. So we were out there. I mean, well, the first thing that we did actually, as after our meeting that day, I sent an email out to the attorneys that we work with, um, the ones that hold the trust, the ones that drafted the contracts, and basically rang the alarm bell and told them, "Look, this is what's going on. We need to be prepared in case the clients can't ch- travel from China here. What's going to happen to the surrogates that are going to be delivering during the next two to three months?" Right. Um, and made sure that we got working right away on a power of attorney, and a lot of our attorneys, you know, did. Mm-hmm. And then, like Damien said, Nicole took point and you know started reaching out to all of our clients and informing them. So we've been doing this for weeks now, if not over a month and a half. And that that definitely has has put us in an advantage. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, we sent out massive emails. We identified all the surrogates that we knew were going to be delivering within the next three to six months Mm -hmm. uh, because we had no idea how long this was going to last or how bad it was going to get. We also didn't know it was going to turn into what it is now with other countries now involved as well. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, before they even uh, installed or put together the travel ban for China, we had already started talking about this because right. we anticipated there was going to be a China a travel ban. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how these things usually work. So for us, it was a matter of let's get a, I mean, we were trying to get a, ahead of the curve. We knew that it was going to catch up to us at some point. So trying to notify intended parents, particularly ones who are in a country that was so devastated right. by the coronavirus and that, that they literally had been out of communication. So we were working against the clock to try and exactly. get this information yep. as quickly as we could, get it into the, get it to the attorney so that they could draw up the paperwork. And keep in mind, guys, we're dealing with state and federal and local laws from 50 different states because yeah. yeah. we don't know yeah. where these surrogates are necessarily at and not everyone state every one state has the same laws sure so there were some challenges along the way yeah and i think you said it well we were working against the clock yeah. and that's what it felt like you know as soon as um we got that you know as soon as we we kept an eye on what was going on and then as soon as they started closing you know it felt some sort of relief but it also was you know well what next you know okay we have to kind of Keep an eye on what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I know China uh, flights were, you know, um, they started to uh, get stop grounded. those. Yeah, mm-hmm. they grounded the flights. What did we do on our end? I just, because I'm thinking of a question. The reason I'm kind of like stuttering for a second is because I'm thinking of a question somebody asked on Instagram. And mm-hmm. that question was, is what happens to the babies that are delivered? Luckily, yes. luckily yeah. for surrogate alternatives, yeah. we didn't have, you know, 15 or 20 surrogates delivering yeah. during this time. Yeah. But we did have some surrogates deliver, I believe, right? One or two? Correct. That's yes. why, and Holly, one of them was delivered um, delivered in Nevada, and Holly actually went there and was there for the delivery. They assigned, obviously, the POA. Um, they came to pick up the baby. Everything went smoothly yeah. because we had already prepared for it and, and gotten in advance. I mean, obviously, it's costs that the intended parents weren't expecting. Sure. And if I remember correctly, um, I think the POA in total with the filings and all that was around six grand. Um, and so it was, it was extra for the intended parents, but the just knowing that there's somebody that's going to be here in that type of situation when they can't be here themselves... That's yes. going to take care of their baby and protect that child. And I mean, the uncertainty in, already in, in with our Chinese clients was high, mm-hmm. but knowing that they had somebody they could trust and mm-hmm. a representative from SAI that stepped up and was there during that time of need, that meant everything. And we got, we were thanked. So yeah, and that's yeah. where it's starting. That's where it, it gets challenging, obviously, mm-hmm. for us to make sure that we have all of those ducks in a row. It's going to be more challenging for us now because. We're kind of all in the same situation where there's no travel. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we stepped it up even further and have instituted additional 
processes um, and policies over the next weeks and hopefully not months um, this is going on to deal with these situations because in the future we may, may not be able to jump on a plane yeah. and go to Nevada and deal with it. Sure, so yeah. we have asked um, intended parents and their attorneys to provide us additional information. So we have the POA. We need a copy of it. We have now we have contact information for the POA mm-hmm. holder sure. and we work with that POA uh, holder to, um, to put together a protocol for when the baby comes. Correct. Right. So, the first thing we do as soon as we get their contact information is contact them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. So the baby comes. What's the plan? Yeah. And then we kind of go over it with them. We make sure they have all the information they need because the hospital is going to be asking these questions. Sure. We'll still be available remotely. We'll FaceTime. We'll Skype. We'll do whatever we have to do. They can carry us in via telephone yeah. with them into the hospital, but we physically can't go into the hospital. Well, and sure. then the, yeah, the situation now that some but of our surrogates are in. yeah, the, the surrogates are concerned, and and yeah. I'm hearing that, and I'm getting calls, and the main concern is what happens if I go into labor and my husband can't be in the delivery room with me? Yeah. You know, the POA doesn't matter so much. It's it's a support person. Correct. And what do you do if your husband can't be there while you're in labor? And yeah. that's what the hospitals are locking down there. They're only yeah. letting in essential personnel. Yeah. And unfortunately, a husband is not an essential personnel. Yeah. So it's scary. It's a scary time. And, you know, is, the more informed you are, the better you can be. Yeah, yeah it, it is a scary time. But also the fact that you have an agency and the fact that a surrogate and intended parent has an agency that's where that's why we're here you know that's where this goes well because you have that agency so with those sorry we were distracted Um, (laughs) so that's one of the reasons you have an agency is so you can you know let your agency handle this stuff you know some I can't speak for everybody else Mm -hmm. but I can only speak for what we did here and I like to say that we were on top of it all and finally you know the attorneys were able to get in there and get involved and so well, and, and in all honesty we were doing so much work in the background and we didn't have enough information to be able to to carry over to tell everybody and giving somebody misinformation is not what I'm I'm about I want to make sure we have all of the information know exactly what's going to be happening be able to to give them that that feedback accurately and, and correctly and you know and it was changing daily daily <laughs> and and everybody is in the same boat everybody the attorneys were kind of like what is going on like people People weren't expecting any of this because this isn't preparation. Nobody can prepare for this. Mm -hmm. I mean, even with the attorneys, when I originally talked to them, when I'm like, did you guys, have you thought of a POA? Oh, POAs. Like nobody even thought of that at that Mm -hmm. point. At least the people we work with. And I'm like, wait a minute here. Mm -hmm. These are people that have been in business for decades. Like how, how can this not be something that's commonplace? But now learning from this, obviously going forward, people are going to be much more, you know, experienced and, and, and wise as to what could happen in the future. And so for the surrogates, you know, we provided support. We did everything we can we're there for them we're doing everything in the background and and i wish there was a way to alleviate their fears i wish there was a way to stop that because at this time of uncertainty we we can only do so much we all fear the unknown and i think um for anyone who has legitimate concerns about how this is going to affect them their journey um, you know, as simple, as simple, something as basic as how they're going to deliver the baby <laughs> and who's going to be allowed there. Uh, we, we strongly urge you guys to reach out to us. We'll be reaching out to you guys a lot over the next few weeks. So expect to get a lot more phone calls, text messages and emails. Right. Um, but, but we really need you guys to, to think about these, these things. We'll ask those questions if you have concerns. We'll help you get that information from sure. the hospital or from your doctor or from, the clinic, wherever you need, we'll help you with that stuff. But yeah. you need to tell us. Yeah, and this, yeah. like like Diana was saying, this is all brand new. Yeah, I mean, this is nobody expected any of this 
not even the White House. Nobody yeah. expected anything like this to happen. Um, you know, and it is one for the books. You it live is. and you learn, and you can bet that things are in place now. You know that if we ever came across something like this again, yeah. it wouldn't. You know, we're ready to react. Absolutely. So going forward, everybody's going to have a designated POA or person mm-hmm. that they would like to have as a POA yeah. or somebody that they talk to. It's kind of like when you have kids. You know, you got to pick godparents, right? Sure. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. when you're when you're having a surrogacy journey. We need, now need you to pick a POA godparent. Yeah. Well, basically. they already picked beneficiaries. That's already in the contract. But yeah. again, POAs haven't really been needed. Yeah. So right. yeah. Well, it's amazing what we learn in yeah. a time of you know a time of crisis. And you know, all we can do on our side is you know try to stay ahead of it and not give the information that's improper. Because I know mm-hmm. you were just talking about that. You know, it just occurred so. to me, to, and I'm not sure if, in case everybody realized that. We keep using the word, the phrase POA. That means power of attorney, just in case we didn't mm-hmm. clarify yeah. that to anyone well, earlier. <laughs> our, our People are like, what does that mean? Yes, our exactly. surrogates definitely know. Our surrogates should know. Um, so let's talk about, we kind of talked about the behind the scenes of what went on at SAI mm-hmm. and that we were on it. Um, let's talk about how we're adjusting as an agency to the uh, fluid situation. Got the recommendation from you know organizations um, like CDC, State of California, um, Health Department, who's dealing with this with um, COVID nineteen. Um, we got that information and we kind of just said, hey, look, we need to send everybody home, mm-hmm. not only for you know for what's going on because they said so, but for the safety of our employees, for yes. their health, for their health specifically. Mm-hmm. But those are. Most people think that you have to operate from an office, and nowadays that's not that's not the case. Mm-hmm. You know, for the most part, you can operate from home, and you can handle business anywhere around the world. Luckily for us, uh, we're able. We had the technology to do so from you know from their homes. And a great IT guy. Yeah, yeah and a great <laughs> IT guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, right now, what Vivian, if you could tell us, since your operations, kind of what we're doing, not specifically, yeah, but just you know, course. an overhead of what you yeah. what we've done. So, um, yes, great IT guy. Shout out to Tyler. Thank you very much for all the extra IT. Yeah, <laughs> IT for all the extra work you've been doing to help my staff get ready. So, as Damien said, we really have been focusing um, the last few weeks as the as the situation was changing daily in some instances, even hourly. We have been monitoring and assessing about at which point we felt that we needed to um, to really be concerned with our, our employees and their, their health and well-being. Um, so as you guys know, I mean, we come in contact with surrogates and intended parents all day long, and we're going into different places. Um, I, we don't want to be responsible for getting anyone else sick either. So we, so we started thinking about how are we going to need to do this, and we made a determination, okay, guys, um, rather than put together a little hodgepodge collection of home computers or laptops <laughs> or, or pa- we just sent our computers home with everyone. Sure, yeah. <laughs> because in the end, it's it's all, all their information is on their computer, so we had them all pack them up and take them home, and everybody's back on the network, but they're just doing it in their pajamas so you might see them I recommend it against that yes well we, what not. we told them is you you certainly from the waist up you right. need to look professional because at any given time we might be 
FaceTiming yeah. me. Yeah. But um, but if you wa- if you're sitting down and you want to wear fuzzy <laughs> slippers on your feet, I have no problem with that as long as no right. one can see them. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's all about making sure that um, our clients don't lose that personal touch and that yeah. they've paid us for a service. We will continue to provide that service. That's our job. That's our duty. That's that's our motto. And that's mm-hmm. what we're going to continue to do. Doesn't matter if we're all in one location or if we're in separate locations. We're going to make sure that that everything still runs seamless. As long as the professionals that we're working with are still you know operating and have normal business hours, as so we will, so will we. Yeah. No, I agree. And. Uh, our, uh, our main mission is to help build families, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what we're here to do. And as I said in the beginning, you know, no virus, no COVID-19 mm-hmm. is going to prevent us from doing that. And we're going to do it in a safe manner, yeah. you know, manner, but um, we're not going to stop. Um, yeah, we have people relying on us and, you know, and, you know we, we have work to do and that's just the way it is. Yeah, no, I agree. Building families is hard work, but it is an amazing, rewarding experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I, agree. I I'm gonna throw out a little uh, a little crazy thought here that um I, th- I think I might start a little pool because yes, we know that we build families <laughs> and we do it um, with the, with technology. But I'm pretty sure about nine or ten months from now, there's going to be a little bit of a boom for naturally made babies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Since we'll all be stuck at home with no one else <laughs> except our significant right. others or our immediate family, um, I have a feeling that we might see a little bit of a population. Yeah, increase. they're already they're already predicting that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I forgot what they called them. They had little. I saw memes around where they had they had jokes about what mm-hmm. they would. Somebody, call them. I, I saw somebody yeah. on um, Facebook or Twitter. I don't remember calling it plague babies. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, oh, that doesn't better. sound very attractive. Yeah, it really something didn't. with a C. I can't remember what it was. So let's talk about um, kind of starting a family during COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people out there. As I said, you know, one of the reasons we're doing this is kind of to educate people about what we've done as an agency, not everybody else, but what we at Surrogate Alternatives have done as an agency to kind of um, help people build families during this time. Um, so right now we're operational. Mm-hmm. We're still building families. We're still helping our surrogates. We're still helping our intended parents. And there are still intended parents, or I should say, uh, potential intended parents who still want to come and have a baby, mm-hmm. you know, whether they're, you know, international or they're domestic. So we still get those phone calls. We still get those emails. Mm-hmm. You know, it does. Like I said, building families does not stop. People have had dreams, you know, all their lives of a family. Mm-hmm. And at a time like this, we do think about family a lot more. We yes. think about our future a lot more considering what's going on. And we start to think about our legacy as well, you know, because um, it's important. This is the future of humanity, as, as you know, as it sounds. It is really, it, it really sounds like a movie. But um, during these times of crisis, we want our little family around us, you know, and, and the emails that we get and the phone calls that we're getting now is that people still want families. And that's amazing. It's the family. Family is what makes us get up every day and keep going. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's the bottom line. There are times for all of us when we look out and say, Oh, what else, what else can come our way? You know, it's, it seems like every day life can get a little overwhelming for everyone. Um, but, but those little faces, those are the reasons why we get up every day, no matter Mm -hmm. what, even when we don't want to, and we get in the shower and we get dressed and go to work because we have those, those babies that we need to take care of. And they'll always be babies. Doesn't matter how old they are. Yeah. 
Um, so for uh, I see it every day, the commitment people have. Um, many, most people have been saving for this. Mm -hmm. They have truly, this is, this is a dream that they are working to make a reality. So they're going to, they're determined and they're mm -hmm. not going to let something like some pesky little virus right, knock yeah. them off it's their It's going to go away plan. eventually. It's not, it's exactly. not going to last forever. Yeah. We have to plan for that. Mm -hmm. We have to plan for the day when the sun rises. Sure. And, and the thing that the phrase that comes to my mind the most during this whole thing is life will out. In the end, life will find a way to flourish, mm -hmm. and in there, they will always seek that path. And sure. and we're basically trying to make that path as easy to navigate as possible. Mm -hmm. So it's life will out with us. I agree. <laughs> so one of the questions that you know that we've been getting is, hey, look, I still want to go ahead with um, with a surrogacy. I still want to go ahead with building our family. I like to plan for it, um, but at the moment, and at the moment. You know, some of the borders are closed mm -hmm. internationally. Nobody can come in and out. So that's where we're at right now. Say, so say, well, is this something that I can still do? So some people think that just because they closed everything off doesn't, they think that we're not building yeah, that, families. That's, that's what emails I would get or calls um, is basically, are you still operational? Because yeah. my wife and I want to have a child and we're concerned with everything that's going on right now. Is, is SAI still operational? Are you still accepting new clients? And yeah, we are. Yeah. We're still working, all of us. I mean, we all, we obviously are still there for them. It's not, nothing's changed. Yeah. I mean, we obviously in our different environment and we're adhering to the laws and the rules, but for the most part, it, business as usual, nothing's changing. Yeah, and what are the advantages of you know, starting now, because it seems it's quiet out there, you know, people have a lot more time to kind of focus on having their families. Well, at the end of the day, the, the process um, from selection of a surrogate to actually getting to embryo transfer is roughly around three to four months um, on average. The process now, because things are a little bit slower, I know a lot of IVF clinics that are still open. Our psychologist we work with is still operating. Um, no, We're not even noticing it in our industry at all regarding any of the professionals. Mm -hmm. um, but the I would say the advantage now is the fact that there's a lot more time. People have a lot more time on their hands. They have a mm -hmm. lot, uh, the ability to screen quicker, the ability to move the process along quicker, mm -hmm. definitely now. When all of this blows over, the borders are open, people are traveling again. Um, one of the disadvantages of waiting is gonna be the fact that everybody is gonna be backlogged. Right. Everybody that people have been talking to that have placed it on hold because of their concerns, because of their, their worry, um, of the uncertainty, people are just going to just just swamp us. I mean, we're right. going to be so busy from all of those people. So one of the advantages is to continue your journey and move forward. You're not going to have an embryo transfer now, next month, the following month. I mean, it takes a while. This is a process. And if you move forward now, you have the opportunity to actually be able to have an embryo transfer when all of this blows over. You're at the front of the line. Yeah. yeah. It's true. The back. And I, did, and I did see some ASRM stuff that came out yesterday regarding mm -hmm. um, uh, ceasing of embryo transfers and stuff like that. But there's still other medical, um, there's still other things going on. ASRM is a third party and it's, it's guidelines and a lot of IVF clinics follow the ASRM guidelines. Um, and I am sure the clinics are not doing anything they shouldn't do or they're yeah. trying to go against them on purpose. But if they still stay open, that's obviously their prerogative. Um, I think what they're doing more so is when they stay open right now, they're just completing the, the cycles that they're currently working on. They're not probably doing any new cycles. They're sure. more so just completing cycles that people have been on medication and for. And I've seen from some of the IVF clinics, some of... Um I guess their notices stating what they can and cannot mm -hmm. do. Correct. So they're being very careful as well. Um, and they're still operational, you know? Yeah. I mean, we have circuits right now that are still having embryo transfers. We have two of them tomorrow. Yeah. So, I mean, it's still happening. Uh, they haven't closed yet. And I, I think canceling the cycle at this point when surrogates are on medication is, is more harmful. Yeah. Than it's more harmful than, than it would do good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Um, wanted to go into kind of talking about um, COVID-19 and pregnancy. Um, so I kind of wanted to share some information uh, to our listeners. And obviously, you guys know as well what's going on. Um, but one of the questions is, um, if I'm pregnant and have COVID-19, does this increase the risk of miscarriage or other complications? Now, before I answer these questions and, and, and kind of you know, disclaimer. Get, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I am not a doctor. Yeah. I don't even play one. We don't even play one on TV. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't play one at all. And so this information, um, I do provide source material because I'm the kind of guy that if I give you something, I'm going to provide the source. So the question is, again, if I am pregnant and have COVID-19, does this increase the risk of miscarriage or other complications? Well, the CDC says there does not appear to be any increased risk of miscarriage or other complications, such as fetal malformations for pregnant women who are infected with COVID-19, according to the CDC, according to the CDC. Based on data from other coronaviruses, such as SARS and MERS, the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists notes that pregnant women who get COVID-19 may have a higher risk of some complications, such as preterm birth, but the data are extremely limited and the infection may not be the direct cause of preterm birth. So that was from the CDC. And just so you know, some of these questions and answers that I'm reading, the source material is going to be um, places like Lancet, places like... Um, United Kingdom, um, because they've done their research right now um, with what went on in China. Mm -hmm. So they use, they use China as a test case with what went happening. So they studied the pregnant women that got infected, and they studied the fetuses, and they studied, you know, um, the babies, and they tried to make sure that everything was okay. So this is where we're getting this information from. And again, things can change. We don't know. This is just right now. This is the information we Best have. Best case scenario or best case information we can provide sure. this time if i get sick from the new coronavirus what is the risk of passing the virus on to my fetus or newborn uh, this is from the lancet um, a study of nine pregnant women who were infected with covid19 and had symptoms showed that none of their babies were affected by the virus the virus was not present in the amniotic fluid the baby's throats or in breast milk the risk of passing the infection to the fetus appears to be very low, and there is no evidence of any fetal malformations or effects due to maternal infection with COVID-19. And the last one is, I tested positive for COVID-19. Can I breastfeed my baby? Currently, there is no evidence of the virus in breast milk. Given the virus is spread through respiratory droplets, mothers should wash their hands and consider wearing a face mask to minimize the infant's exposure to the virus. So... Um, and that one came from, I like to provide the Royal College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. So that's where that came from. And they have an actual, a big study that they did again with the Chinese women out in, um, in China. So that's some information that we can give you. Of course, we don't have all the information out there, um, that's available, but again, um, keep in contact with, uh, with IVF clinics, keep in contact with your own doctor, I should say. Um, and make sure that you're uh, that you're healthy. And if you have any issues, again, reach out to your own primary care. Anyhow, I guess that's really it. I, I mean, we just kind of want to give a quick overview of what was happening. We, you can keep in contact with us. Obviously, if you're a surrogate or intended parent, feel free to contact your um, your main contact that you do at support. So it could be Holly or it could be Or Nicole. just email info at just, yeah, email info it's at com. If you're unsure of who to contact, just call in, email info at com. After hours of weekends. Yeah, give us a call. Line. Yeah, you should have those lines if you're a surrogate or intended parent. Mm -hmm. um, if you are... Um, 
Again, if you want to keep up to date, Instagram, our social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and our website. Well, I think one of the the main things, too, I'd like to say before we we end this is... um, if you're a surrogate, please, please keep your intended parents up to date on how things are going. I know a lot of them are international and they're not here. Um, and if you're pregnant, especially, they're very, very concerned. And, you know, the fact that they can't see you or really communicate with you, I know people are still FaceTiming and they're still communicating via phone. But, you know, if you don't have a close relationship with your intended parents, which I hope isn't the case, but if it is, you know, just understand that this is affecting everybody in the world. And, you know, you're very important to them and they are concerned about you. And I just want to make sure communication is kept open at this time because it's more important than ever with everything that the world is going through. Yeah, as we mentioned mentioned at the beginning of this, we, um, SAI staff, will be reaching out to you guys much more frequently mm-hmm. than you're used to. So expect that. Mm-hmm. Uh, please do return those calls, texts, or emails because once when we speak with you, we're then turning around and sharing that with your intended parents. So if you hadn't had a chance to catch up with them that week, we can help you, um, you know, facilitate that, that. Yeah, yeah, facilitate that and keep that communication open because and, and vice versa. Intended mm-hmm. parents, if you can't reach your surrogate, reach out to us, and you know we will work on making sure that we we make contact with that surrogate. We'll keep going. And we also have support forum. I mean, if you guys are on Facebook, please join our support forum if you're not already on there um, and you're a surrogate of ours, you're more than welcome to join and you have the support of all your other surrogate sisters and everybody's kind of going through the same thing right now. So Yeah. And uh, again, I think for me on my side, the best advice I can give right now for surrogates that are going through this is just to keep in contact with your agency. I think yes. that's that's the best thing to do because of the uncertainty out there. It makes us all kind of, you know, a little bit afraid and a little bit. Of, I mean, everybody knows the unknown is scary. So keep in contact with your agency. Keep in contact with your intended parents if you can and let them know that everything's OK. Yeah. And if you guys are currently cycling and you have an, an IVF doctor, please reach out to your IVF clinic, make sure that they're still going to be able to do your transfer, that there's been no delays, uh, especially if you're due to start medication anytime soon. That That's really important. Yeah. And um, last but not least, please make sure that you, follow, you stay abreast, keep yourself educated, follow all the CDC guidelines, follow the local and state health officials' guidelines. Um, let, let's all be good humans and take care of each and other. And share. Yeah. The website is surrogatealternatives.com. So you can go on there. We have a special section at the very top. It says COVID-19. That's where we put all our kind of communications that uh, that's going on with surrogate alternatives and you. Um, we put it up there. And so check that out. Check our Instagram. Um, check that out as well. It's SAI Agency. Um, check out our Facebook, SAI Corp. Those are ways that you can keep, keep in communication. We have a lot of, a lot of people have a lot of times on their hands, a lot of time on their hands. Some people are not working um, from home, so they have some time off that they can, you know, dedicate to kind of educating themselves and keeping up to date on what's happening. Um, so that's the best thing I can do is the communication. So anyhow, that is COVID-19 and um, surrogate, alternative, <laughs> surrogate alternative's response to it. Um, I hope uh, this helped you out. You got a lot of in-depth information. You definitely got some behind-the-scenes information of what goes on at an agency. And again, it's not what you imagine. It's a lot more, it's a lot deeper than mm-hmm. what people think. So um, thank you again and uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and um, please keep in contact. And we look forward to seeing you in support. And um, again, keep in contact. Stay safe, stay healthy. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Building Families Podcast with Damien Omeda. 
Visit surrogatealternatives.com for links on everything we talked about, as well as archives, videos, and resources on how you, too, can start your own journey. Join us next time for another edition of Building Families.